0: the views and opinions expressed by rob black and his guests are not necessarily those of kdow or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision
2: good day welcome in rob black and your money i am the aforementioned rob black we are a little over a year from presidential can- uh presidential race, so a couple of Novembers away. What's that put it About 13, 14 months. We're right around the corner from the holiday shopping season. So far, expectations for a good holiday season from what I'm seeing. The year has gone wonderfully on Wall Street, but it was so front and loaded, it feels like it's gone nowhere fast in the back end. There isn't a great deal of change right now in the markets as far as news goes. Nothing over the weekend happened that was pressing or compelling. There was Friday, I think, maybe it was early Friday or late Thursday, That a Chinese delegation said, you know, we were going to visit farms in Montana, and it looked like a sign that there was a breakthrough coming. But we've decided we're not going to. instead, we're going to go back and uh, try to be productive, constructive, uh, respectfully. So that's kind of a negative, but that's really a stretch for me to say that, that you can read anything into that. I've been to a farm once and I've never ever, ever want to go to a farm again. There isn't a lot of corporate news out this morning. So that's making a market moving difference. Uh, I I was like getting juicy last night. I was like, ooh, juicy. British travel firm, Thomas Cook, going out of business. Something like 12,000 travelers are stranded. And trying to make a big story out of nothing there. And I can't going to be the largest repatriation of british citizens back to the uk ever i suppose that's worthy of noting but i don't get it uh some of their competitors are doing well today thomas cook is a big travel firm and uh i guess if i were to really stretch i saw that one of the stewardesses said that she saw on facebook that she lost her job and that she was really sad because she she loved her job and you're saying that's cold being fired via Facebook? That's as that's as big of a stretch as I could pull off. Softbanks run by a guy named Masasan. He reportedly is interested in seeing WeWorks Adam Newman ousted as CEO. I try not to take cheap cheap shots at people. <clears throat> but I don't get Adam Newman. It's as a CEO. He's just odd to me. He's odd looking, his his act his behavior's odd. He threw a big 40th birthday party for his wife, basically on the company's dime. That's odd to me. When you're not even publicly traded, that's even more odd. So you're taking private investors' money to throw a big party, and you're supposed to be taking private investors' money to build the business. So Masasan, he's running SoftBank, and SoftBank has, you know, So much money, and they've invested in companies like Uber and WeWork wrongfully at times at high valuations, only to find out, whoops, we messed up. But one of the things they're doing is because they have so much money, they've got a fund that they go around and say, we've got money. Who wants it? Who's a hot, new, sexy company? We want equity in your company. When you come public, we'll sell it, and we'll make double what we gave you. Well, sometimes that doesn't quite work out like that. But that's a big one right now. I'd kind of like to see SoftBank humbled a bit. I don't need 35 IPOs a year. We have too many IPOs. High-profile IPOs of companies that are losing billions of dollars. I don't think it's healthy for the market, and I think there's hell to pay. Barclays is upgrading Kimberly-Clark to overweight from equal weight. Kimberly Clark, a big paper maker. A good consumer staples maker. U.S. Steel is being downgraded to neutral from overweight. And Piper Chaffray is initiating coverage of Lululemon with an overweight rating. Nothing, there's no vibe here today. I honestly think you could turn off the lights on your way out and have a good day. I will call it done. CNBC is, re- CNBC is re- reporting that Adam Newman is not considering removing the board, but he is considering a different role in the company. Most likely scenario is that the CEO gets removed. So there's a big hula going on there. Piper Jaffray survey shows higher demand for lower-priced devices post-model launch. Okay, so Apple came out couple weeks ago and said here's all of our new product and there's high-end iPhone 11 Pro <clears throat> and there's some lower-end stuff and so far it's a transition year in my opinion for Apple I love that they've got a new camera new phone with three ca- three lenses I've got a beautiful family that I like taking their photos and hey great cameras awesome right But I'm like, no, no, I'll wait for 5G. So if it's 12 months away, I'll stretch what I have right now. Or if I had to, I would go like if my phone fell into a toilet. Uh, A, I'm not reaching down in there. Depends on who's been in there before me. But with my luck, it'd be like a German toilet that my phone falls into. Like a hole in the ground. With no plumbing? No, thank you. So I'd go with a low-end phone. How about you? You waiting for 5G or not? I think so. I don't even know why I'm waiting for 5G. It's not like the, the shows that I watch need to load that much faster, in my opinion. But once I have it, you'll have to pry from my dead fingers. My cold, dead fingers. My 5G phone. So back to Lemon because it, it is one of the notable upgrades today. The analyst says, I see 20% upside. Now, interesting, that's that's a pretty damn good re- return. I would cut off my hand and flush it down the toilet. No, 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 no. How about a pinky? I might take off a pinky if you were to guarantee me 20% right now on all my money. I might do it. And his, history says... Just give it three years. Two, three years on Wall Street. It'll pan out 20% for you. I'm like, are you guaranteeing it? There is no guarantee, guarantee. I guarantee it. Don't you love the South? They would have won the Civil War. It's just they spoke too slowly. General, the North is coming and it was over just like that but 20 percent upside and here's where they here's where it doesn't sound crazy better than expected performance in china okay 28 stores day they're going to build 460 whoa international expansion is the name of the game here now i still like nike but could i get talked into lulu i could I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Brand new website at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Check it out. Sign up for a newsletter. And uh, a lot of the downloads are there. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com.
1: Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I'm Rob Black talking money, 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 money,
2: investing in more, trying to get you to retirement. This is going to sound like a stock pick, so hold on to your socks. Boston Beer looks very interesting all of a sudden because it's a story stock. Now, I tend not to like story stocks because I hated Forrest Gump. I'm probably the only American who hated Forrest Gump the movie. I just found it dull. I found it about a guy who wasn't very smart. I found it not believable. I hate Tom Hanks. Wait, 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 wait. You hate Tom Hanks? I hate Tom Hanks. Wilson! I've seen it before. I get it. <clears throat> I know, but wasn't he in Bosom Buddies? Wasn't he awesome when he played a girl? Dressed up so he can get into low-cost housing in New York. <laughs> oh, that story would sell easily today. So Boston Beer, Wilson, is a story stock. It's got the Spike Seltzer, truly. Now, it's not the Spike Seltzer White Claw. But I'm amazed at the popularity of white claw. On occasion you see a phenomenon that you're like, Whoa, didn't see that one coming. So Boston Beer has its own brand, and again it shows you that it's not that hard to come up with seltzer and alcohol. Some are maybe over but popularity of white claw, and Boston beer's truly spiked seltzer is still raging. So one analyst at Guggenheim I actually love the name Guggenheim. It's fun to say. Guggenheim is saying it's a buy, the stock is, because we could identify that they've got Truly, which is their version of a spiked seltzer. Truly and Claw are now the law. Truly is far outpacing estimates with additional room to run next year, even as White Claw is the category leader. I was hanging out with cfp chad burton a couple months ago and he broke out the light call i'm like no tell me you're not one of those tell me you're not like, yeah man you gotta try it it's good it's refreshing it's good you gotta try it it's good it's refreshing it's good so boston beer up 45 percent so far this year and it's not because the beer's selling well i told you i spoke to the ceo once of boston beer but in case you haven't heard the story um, I used to have a producer who hustled, and I did a national radio show. And when you have a producer who hustles, he gets you guests. Sometimes CEOs. I found that a lot of the guest analysts and guest CEOs wouldn't show up. So I was like, okay, we could just kill the, the interviews. Like they'd run late, and I'm like, okay, I'm waiting for them, and it just it sucked. But um, so I once was speaking to the CEO of Boston Beer, Sam Adams, and he's he's that Tom Cook guy, K O C H. He's on the commercials. I mean, he he was a great interview. He sent me some spiked cider, in large part because he can't send beer across state borders or something like that at that point in time. And I was like, I was happy to have it. But um, he was like, oh, yeah, Budweiser spills more beer in a day than we brew in a year. Was, they were the craft brewer before craft brewers were all out there, so to speak. I know some beer enthusiast nut. It's going, well, yeah, not true. Craft Brewing started years before on the West Coast. Pliny the Elder was the father of Pliny the Junior. Okay, 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 okay. But, oh, he called into the show drunk. It was like nine in the morning, and he was already pretty lit. And I, I, I say that with no fear of getting sued, because I have the tape of it. But it was interesting, to say the least. So Boston, we are up 45% this year, but Spike Seltzer is a category up 200%. White Claw is the category leader, but Truly is the best next best thing out there. Millennials are tweeting their sadness of like uh oh, the store is all out of White Claw and I have no one to blame but myself cuz I drank them all. <laughs> I know you're saying that's a sad millennial. Uh, um, so an analyst at Guggenheim says Boston beers being conservative with their analysts on this category breaker, but Boston beer is also dealing with slumping sales of Boston, of Sam Adams beer, which I've never liked their beer for record, but that's neither here nor there. So is that a buy recommendation from me? I think it's interesting. As a short-term trade, I don't think the category of spiked seltzer is going to go away anytime soon, but it could. Should you invest in alcohol? Someone's going to drink one too many spiked seltzers this year and probably kill a neighbor uh, on your street. Could happen. So then you get into the ethical debate on should you invest in things and not. Right? Shoppers are expected to spend 5% more this year shopping for the holidays something like 92 days left till Christmas ladies and gentlemen
1: (laughs) are you ready
2: spaghetti 53% of all holiday shopping is expected to be done digitally so there won't be malls lines at the mall I still like going to the mall on occasion and I don't even know why I hate shopping I just like walking around uh, aimlessly one day I'm going to do it with a walker and just bump into people and go sorry, sorry, sorry Oh, that's a thing on the East Coast. I don't think it's really a thing on the West Coast. But old people go to malls like at 7 in the morning, 8 in the morning before they open. And they walk to malls because they're air conditioned. So, it's kind of a thing. I know you're saying, man, ESPN should get on that. I agree. Old people walking. I, I think it sounds like a sport of sports. The San Francisco 49ers are 3-0. and so here's what I think about football. I hate it. It's a waste of time. They don't pay me to play. But on top of that, I like statistics enormously and math actually calms me down. Even the simplest of math. So I'm like, "Okay, so the Niners are 3 and 0. There's 16 games in a season. You typically make the playoffs if you win nine. So all I got to do is win six more so they can go 6. Ah, oh, heck. I can't do that much math. I'm asleep. That's how statistics get me. I know you're saying that's pretty simple. Netflix had 117 nominations for Emmys. Um, they didn't do terribly great. Game of Thrones got some Emmys that they probably shouldn't have won. The last season of Game of Thrones blows in chunks. It's like drinking too much hard seltzer, and you're like. <laughs> And it's just clear. Oh, it's horrible. But uh, HBO's, uh, oh, Amazon's Fleabag did real well. Uh, the point of this story is, you can drink a hard seltzer and watch all these shows, of course. But that's not the point. The point of this is, ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, and it win any major categories. First time ever. They won something for like Saturday Night Live. And that was about it. Golden Age television. Not for ABC, NBC, CBS, except for they do have the NFL. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online
1: at robblackshow.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and your money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220, KDOW.
2: Well, this is nice and smooth. I could drink a White Claw, sit on my couch, move my couch outside, sit under the stars on a couch drinking White Claw. That's what this song makes me think of. Or I could pour gasoline in my eyes and stab them. That's the other thing this song makes me think of. (laughs) As the wife would say, why are you such a jerk? Why, why so mean to people? That person recorded that song. He didn't want to hear you pouring gasoline in your eyes and stabbing yourself. It's so bad. I'm like, you said it was bad, not me. Um, a lot of people are talking recession. And I, I should talk about it because I, I try to be the voice of the man. A gauge of employment in the United States service industry is pointed to job losses for the first time in about a decade. Okay, okay. So, unemployment's low. First time unemployment claims are still very positive, although maybe creeping a little higher, but still very positive on their own. And maybe they didn't get so low. Maybe they wouldn't be where they are now. Maybe they could have been steadier along the way, so to speak. But services account for a large portion of our economy. We're not a manufacturing economy anymore. You know, 250 years ago, we were a farming economy. And that's why we report non-farm payrolls. <laughs> and you're like, really? So farming, is just not what it used to be, per se, to the overall economy, right? Manufacturing, not what it used to be. We came out of World War II, and we were scratching our heads, like, we got these amazing factories that can build ships, and what else can they build? They can build tanks, and what all, jeeps, and what else can they build? And we were like, ooh. We better start making dishwashers. We need dishwashers and and laundry machines and and refrigerators. And because we weren't Germany, who we bombed the hell out of Germany, and we weren't England, who Germany bombed the hell out of England, our factories were still standing up. So that's one of the reasons we had a big economic boom. Was because we were ready for that manufacturing. And then we kind of got the manufacturing jobs and we looked around and said, Rosa? Rosa? Rosie, you like working here? And Rosie's like, no, I want to I find a man and like settle down and make babies. And then that led to like service economies. Because when you settle down, you have people come to your home and you're like, I had a really tough day of taking the kids to school. I need a massage. I can't cook. I can't cook anymore. I got to go out to dinner. Service economy, right? So U.S. job gains will show will slow further. That's expected at this point in time. After a four-month figure that was blended so it's an average, it hits the lowest level since 2012. There are absolutely signs that part of our economy is contracting. And the services part is a big part. And I just kind of want to throw it out there for you because I'm okay with recessions. That's the next thing I have to say. My job's not exactly at risk. And if it were, I, I would do everything I can to make sure I'm good with that. I don't own anything crazy like Beyond Meat. I told you I, I cooked with Beyond Meat. Loved the experience. Hate it the price. Nine ninety nine for a pound of ground red stuff that substitutes for hamburger is more expensive than five ninety nine for the same pound of red stuff that actually is hamburger. But you're not eating red meat, and you're only supposed to eat red meat once every two weeks. I get it. I get it. I'm going to die long before you, but the price was a little negative. But I don't know anything stock could be on me. I love the trend. <clears throat> but I'm not, like, I'm ready for a recession because I've cut kind of like speculation out. I like to speculate about speculation. No, I like to moderate my moderation. That's me. I'm more of a white claw guy than I am a hard liquor guy. Hard liquor makes me crazy. I don't do it. Amazon price target was lowered to 2,200 from 2,300 at Morgan Stanley on higher fulfillment costs associated with one-day shipping. What a miracle Amazon is! Right? Are you with me or against me? I needed I needed makeup because I looked like a dork on TV with the wrong makeup. And I was like, oh, I need some filter. I, like, I need some filter. And I got online, and boom, it's there the next day. I look good on TV. You can see me on my Facebook page, Confor Rob Black, or I hate Rob Black at Facebook. I post my videos on occasion there when I feel like it. Spirit Lines was downgraded to equal weight from overweight. Man, I don't know anyone who has ever said I really love Spirit Airlines. You see a little bit of that with Southwest, and you're like, really? You love it? I love it. 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 People get kind of crazy with it. So, thank you very much. I've missed her. Um, There's a publicly traded company called Simon Properties, and I kind of like it. It is a real estate investment trust. And I bring this up because this weekend I did a seminar where I talked about income and retirement. And investing in real estate, and the one thing I didn't tie together that I kind of wish I tied together, we only, we did it in like two hours. It was too short of a time. But one thing that I kind of wanted to tie together was Simon Pro, uh, buying REITs, real estate investment trusts, in lieu of buying commercial real estate. I People love, people love the concept of real estate in California, and I get it. A lot of the wealth that I know in California, like I know this guy who is not very attractive. Met his wife on a dating app and his dad owns a real estate development company for the last 60 years. Owns a house on 13 Mile Run or whatever that is down in Monterey by the golf course, Pebble Beach. And they live a good life because daddy bought real estate 50 years ago. I get people's desire for that. But then there's a commercial for you can get 9% returns. The way banks make money on real estate, it's not quite true. Because banks tend not to go to the public and say, we need cash so we can lend money to people who want to buy real estate. Banks have the cash to lend people who want to buy real estate. So we get questions about that all the time of like, what do you think about hard money loans? I hate hard money loans. They're not regulated. And I hate real estate where you have to have a partner who you never get to meet. I don't even like real estate with a partner. But at least if I, I know the guy or the know the lady, I feel better about it. But one of the companies I really wanted to talk about was real estate investment trust, Simon Properties. Because I think that's how most people should own real estate. I know a lady who's got kids and her husband died of cancer. And I'm like, why do you want to own real estate? Why do you want to own like, why do you want to be a landlord? Simon property will be the landlord for you. It's a real estate investment trust. They own, develop, manage regional shopping malls, outlet malls, boutique malls, shopping centers. Now, here's a problem. They own shopping malls. Now, I look at their cash flow and their income statement. Their income's creeped up since 2014 from about $4.5 billion to just under $6 billion. That's a pretty good creep. That's consistent. Um, their cash levels are at record highs, the net operating cash, record highs. Um, this is kind of important stuff if you own real estate. Your cash flow, your operating cash, your financing cash, your capital expenditures, cash at the end of the year, net change in cash. Um, So this may not be your investment. So you may look at Vornado Realty Trust, another REIT, or Brookfield Property REIT, which does a lot of retirement communities, which we're not killing old people. There's no shortage of old people. I am a proponent of killing old people because they don't pay the income taxes anymore, And they drain resources from Social Security and Medicare, MediCal. I'm not really an advocate of killing old people, but I'm not against the idea of owning publicly traded real estate, office properties, retirement communities, malls. And when you own 100 shares, you own 100 shares, and you don't have to next month pay rent. Do you see where I'm going at with this? You don't have to pay the mortgage. If your tenant leaves, my t- I have a tenant leaving in, in my property in North Carolina in November. Oh, what a horrible month to have it open, right? But my property management company's like, Robert, we just want to let you know, Mr. Black, that your tenant's leaving and we would love to work with you again. And I'm like, okay, just say it. Say, well, there's going to be a, a cost to doing that, but we'd love to work with you again. So anyway, um, Simon Properties yields 5.4%. Your bank, if you go to Bank of America, if you go to Wells Fargo, they're going to give you on a cash account or a checking account maybe one-half of 1% or one-quarter of one-half of one-eighth of a percent. Nothing. So I don't mind owning real estate that someone actually went out and bought, and they actually manage the property, and they share the income with you, a large chunk of the income with you. I like that. I like that a lot. So I like publicly traded REITs. I don't like hard money and I don't like private REITs. Cuz I want to see my I want to see the documents, you know? I want to see that you're actually buying property. I want to see who you're lending it to. I want to see who your tenants are. I want to see your occupancy rates. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. New website newfocusfinancial.com is out there and about. Check it out at newfocusfinancial.com.
1: Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app.
2: I'm Rob Black, talking to all things financial, money, investing, and more. I try to see myself as a rational man. I try to help you get to retirement. I try to do it in a semi-entertaining way. Uh, hopefully. I know some shows are way better than others. Trust me, I get it. Um... I don't know. At the seminar this weekend, we did one on Saturday, and there was a person who came out who kind of saddened me. And, and uh, this is what I don't want you to be. She goes, Oh, Chad was wonderful, but he's talking about stuff that takes a lot of money. I'm like, What's your situation? She goes, I'm 72. I've had a couple strokes. I've got $20,000 maybe. I'm an artist. I'm like, you better keep making art, lady. Because you ain't got a lot of wiggle room there. Um, And I kind of want to avoid those kind of conversations if you're following me. It's not that I don't like the ugliness that's the truth out there. It's the fact that I don't like the ugliness that's the truth out there. And it's a little discouraging, a couple homes and I'll, I'll say this they've been good to me i've been very very good to them by paying my mortgages all on time i've been very very good to the properties by anytime there was a problem i threw the money at it if you know what i'm saying if the air conditioner broke i, I wasn't trying to be cheap i'm not a slum lord but They've been good to me, but at the same time, I'm also not naive enough to go, Ooh, I'm in love with real estate. Don't fall in love with your assets. That's my advice. Um, I'm surprised that some people have turned 72 years old and don't have a thing really to their name. That to me is, is the upsetting truth of that story. If you're, if you're catching where I'm going out with that, um, The only people I've ever seen go bankrupt are people who put too much into real estate. So it's kind of like cautionary tale to you. And I hope it's appreciated. So one of the things I saw a couple years ago happen, and it's kind of happening again, is we're starting to get kind of stupid with real estate that kind of bothers me. Zillow wants to make a new home, buying a new home easier. Have you ever been in a situation where you have a home, but you have to sell a home, and you want to buy another home, another market, and you're like, how does this work? How do I sell it perfectly? And Do I have to live in a garage or a hotel until my home sells? I can't afford two mortgages. So Zillow is trying to fix this problem. Zillow Group is publicly traded. They've had a horrible year. Um, But they want to make buying a new home and selling an existing one easy as trading in a car. It's very similar to a car. Have you ever had a car that was at its end of its days? And then you go, you're literally driving at the car dealership and it's barely running. You have to get someone to give you a jump because the battery dies at the dealership. And they're like, oh, we saw him coming a mile away. We're going to make lots of money on him. So Zillow is trying to do that. The real estate listing website has inked partnerships with multiple home builders that allow home buyers who buy a newly constructed home to sell their current house directly to Zillow's iBuying Arm and get the cash for the new home and make everything smooth and easy. It's called Zillow Offers. It's only in 26 cities right now. I have Phoenix, Atlanta, Dallas. But people are taking advantage of the option because you get the ability to choose an extended closing time between seven days to eight months. And so you could sell your home today and move out in eight months. That is ultimate flexibility. If you've got kids in school and you know, like, you know, I got a renter leaving in November, I'm like, dang it. School's in session, so there's gonna be fewer people looking at it. So there's caveats here. Zillow buys a home. The company said it aims to present an offer that reflects the current market value of the property. So you're not going to get people over bidding on it. Zillow deducts a service fee and an estimated repair and closing cost for the purchase price. The service fee is very similar to what real estate companies do in selling you selling your home or buying your home. So there's stress and hassle that comes with buying another home when you have a home that you have to sell, and they're trying to like say that's a problem. We can fix that. I don't know how much. I don't know if that's fixable. Zillow stock is down 30% in over the last three months, whereas the Dow Jones Industrial Average is down fractions. I see the home builders as big winners here, whether it be Brookfield Residential, MI Homes, or Pulte Group. But I don't see, like, and that bothers me because the last time we were having this kind of discussion, in my mind, was 2007-2008. Um, where we saw a lot of Rex loans where you could sell 20% of your home right now to Rex and Rex will get that 20% ownership in the future when you sell it. It just seems stupid to me. People who buy newly constructed homes from some builders will be able to sell their current homes to Zillow. Doesn't make a lot of sense to me. It seems like a service we don't need. And I know you're saying, okay, okay, okay. Uh, but that's kind of a, re- a parallel that I'm seeing to 2007, is that real estate we're getting kind of stupid with right now. So we see GDP growth in the U.S. has been slowing. It looks like the United States government, the White House, needs to do something with China to stimulate the economy. I don't know if taxes cuts are going to get through between now and the November elections. Probably not, Right. But um, there's some eerie resemblances between 2007 and right now as far as the recession. You know, the attack on the Saudi oil installations last week, it's too early to tell. But again, kind of a shock to the system. With oil, it's not high enough yet, but we want to keep watching this. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show.